Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And we're back with the Ed the Pagan Show, and I am here with uh, with questions and answers with Lady Stephanie Neal, first priestess of the Corellian tradition, but not all. She is a teacher and author, as well as uh, founder of the Global Tarot Association. And so we can always check out what she's doing. I'm really happy to know and have get to meet Stephanie. I mean, I met Stephanie too many years to talk about, but back in the uh, uh, 2005, 2006, I think. And one of the ways she was always, from that point, been a, an energetic mind. She was already teaching, but she was also learning at the same time. And from that point on, she was out, she met it out that she worked through our systems. And when she became an exciting example of what um, the Corellian faith wanted, as well as a great human being and, and an exceptional teacher, and she became first priestess. And in 2015. She walked the Parliament of the World Religions uh, as the first tradition head of the Wiccan faith, along with Phyllis Carrot, who had walked it as a trustee of the Parliament of Religions. So that first time two Wiccan women were walking that thing, that's where uh, Stephanie Loeb was. And she was then presenter at the 2018 Parliament of Religions, Wicked as a Global Religion. And she's been working diligently so hard. She's also an author with a new book coming out called Discovery Tarot Path. Um, and we're going to talk about that. She has a book that she's already brought out and that so many people have, have taken out of it, is The Untraining of a Sea Priestess. So we'll get all of it, but first we're going to say hi to Stephanie, Lady Stephanie. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Well, Ed, I mean, knowing under these circumstances, how are you hanging in there? I'm, you know, I'm, so, I, the way I tell people that this accelerated the process I was going through. Uh, as you know, and, 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 and Lady Stephanie and her husband, Sir Mike, um, if we're using her formal, have been big supporters of it, along with the tradition, was that I was going to get on the road and really kind of talk to people about the value of, like, witch school and being on the Internet and taking more film for Magic TV and starting up my Ed the Pagan show and my idea of getting online as an OTT, over-the-top Interneter, and starting to working on creating a sort of show about festivals and things like that. And that got brutally, brutally butchered here. Um, right. oh, oh, yeah, the the, uh, the talk of it. I, and me and Neil Goodman have been doing it on the Pagan World Radio. have been talking about that. Right. But brutalized. Um, yes. and, and, I mean, I got out to you. I left you, and then I went out to Kansas City, and I got filmed and everything else. And that was, you know, and I, I barely got back to Jacksonville. But for the negative for all that, next week we're putting on the Corellian Illustration. Our tradition is going to be putting on its lustration, which it does every year. And because it's just, importantly, an ancestral ceremony, we were going to do that. But it's kind of turned into way earlier than expected, an accelerated process of becoming very much online. We're, we're, we made a decision to accelerate things where we were taking a little bit slower, a little bit easier. Since they don't have any festivals to do, we were able to bring and create, kind of create this sort of space. Because... Lady Seven and I have talked about, or Stephanie and I have talked about in the past, and remember right before it about the advantage of online versus uh, festivals, about how many people you meet versus that sort of way, right before I left on my trip. 
right. And who knew we'd be here what, not even a month later, not too much, what, six weeks later, yeah. Right, because uh, when we had that discussion, we were we knew the emphasis had to be to get um, pagan message out into the world uh, in a quicker, more concise, e- effective way. And um, mm-hmm. so we both knew that what what you have always done and which school has always done in the tradition that even the tradition has uh, recordings that you can find the illustration, uh, almost every illustration for, gosh, at least a couple decades is there mm-hmm. right in the site to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, workshops are even in there. So this isn't new to us. It, us. We are just... Uh, Looking at it, approaching it maybe just from a little twist, a little different angle, but we're basically doing what we've always done. I think it's the scale this time. It's not – Yeah. we are very fortunate we have the skills, and we've done this. Um, even three years ago, we started broadcasting live from the illustration itself as soon as that was possible. And we did that with Phyllis Karat and my speeches and cyber ministry, and that weekend we did a very live illustration meeting to the moment um and that's it and so we've even been broadcasting illustration for the last three years to the internet so no this is a matter of scale that all of it goes online so we were talking about that but you but you're no stranger being online i mean the fact is so right now so you let's go ahead and with i think the biggest news part of it you have a new book coming out on may isn't that correct yes Tell us yes, about uh, it. Oh, uh, Go ahead. It's called The Discovery Tarot Path, A New Model for Self-Reading with the uh, writer Wade Smith Deck. And even though its emphasis is for self-reading, of course you can uh, mm-hmm. use this if you have a quarant. Uh, and yet mm-hmm. I mostly – put this together because I've heard throughout the years that people saying that I just can't read for myself. And so I came up with a method where the person uh, steps back a little bit from their self and that they just focus it focuses on um, the different sets of things. When I say sets, I mean when I call them keys, even though I know the major arcana are also called keys. Uh, but it's just a, a, a new approach to reading the tarot. And so as you are focusing in on um, these, these sets that really mean that there's the same symbol in these cards. So let's say there might be a symbol of rivers. Well, then pull all the rivers together. Now you have a set. Now you work with uh, your spread just with that set. And so all the while, you're going to be reading for yourself. And because you're reading for yourself, it doesn't have to take a half hour or 15 minutes or uh, how, ma- how much time you usually spent with a quarant that it's for you, and because it's you, you can just lay out the cards in your spread, and you just let them uh, simmer there for a while, and just allow them to speak to you, the symbols 
speak to speaking to you really a symbol speaking to a symbol uh, because for indeed we are a symbol also and we try to learn mm-hmm. about other symbols until we don't need to uh any longer and so that so just there were like little things like that that then you're you're recognizing that it's not so much like oh here I am trying to read my cards no you you're, you go on this little journey with this approach and it, it, but but at a slower pace because like I said just leave the cards out and that really does help a person see the, uh, the immense uh, the vast array of solutions that there's mm-hmm. almost never any one good solution there's always at least uh, uh, six different there's always many many okay. good solutions and also there there. Uh, with every question you ask, guaranteed the answer is inside the question. So knowing that, and here you have this this key set in front of you, it just really opens up um, the power of the tarot and that combination of you and the tarot. And really that's one of the main uh, precepts of the tarot. It's that, that that one plus one coming together equals one or three. Uh, it's it's just that. that uh, yeah, so. So how did you that, come? Let me go ahead. So this is about self-reading, which means reading for the self. How did you come yeah. up with the idea for this book? I mean, what is uh, well, it that promoted you to do that? Well, when when I noticed that there were some cards that had uh, the same the same symbols, and then I started putting them together, and I read tons of books related to. Uh, the very old books that relate to now there, there's this formula and you take this formula and if you take the last card and the first card and you put them together, now take the second card, the next to the last card, and you put those together or, or, or you put them in, in uh, like the, all these different formulas that way back when uh, that this mm-hmm. is how uh, many people would enjoy mm-hmm. uh, uh, having – having the story of the major arcana come to the surface and just uh, it's the, it's a fantastic uh, journey of exploration when you're you're doing it that way but then most people really don't get into that kind of thing most people just say though no, i just want to do tarot not interested in all the formulas i just want to intuitive intuitively read the tarot but but i am one of those people that really likes to get into the formulas all right so anyway so as i was going through those formulas i started seeing instead of using numbers I started using the symbols. So I started pulling these different symbols together and started seeing that they really did. One began to explain the other symbol, the other symbols. Uh, one made the other more clear and more defined, as if like they were both, they were all explaining each other. Uh, and once again, just moving it all around at different different patterns, you really saw that they really belong together. So that, that was like the initial, initial kernels of uh, uh, me wanting to just take that same vein of, well, let's come up with another way we can uh, 
discover other storylines within um, the major arcana. And then along with when I would hear people say, and it's understandable that they say that, and I so get it uh, that when they would say, but I just, I just have a hard time. And, and, I, and I understand why they would have a hard time but it, because it's like, well, how can I really kind of separate myself a little bit and um, because I know maybe I know too much about the situation, so I don't want to influence myself. So, so I, you know, I, I get that uh, why that they, you know, rightly would uh, would say that. So, yeah. So, and so this is part of even a bigger piece because you started on, and I love the date two twenty twenty twenty. Right. Um, the Global Tarot Association. Right. Can you uh, can you talk to us a little bit? What is the Global Tarot and let me get, uh, Association? And if you want to find out any of this, please go to stephanieleonneal.com. We'll give out that information a little bit later. But I'm fascinated by this Global Tarot Association. Oh, thank you. All right. So basically, you go on there and. The fun side of well, I think it's all fun, but but on the fun side, you can go in where I've put uh, the Weight Rider Smith uh, rendering for each card, which of course I received uh, legal permission, licensing permission from U.S. Games to to have that. So you know that that's fine. And then I took the Marseille because the Marseille is the deck at least one of the decks, or the main deck that uh, Smith and Waite based their deck on. So I put them side by side so you can see the differences that there's times, like, okay, like like the lovers. Well, there's just not three three humans there. there there's, no, there's not just two humans there. There's three. Uh, the, the devil card looks nothing like um, the the weight, so there. But I just don't want to say everything about. It. I want you. It's just fun. It's just fun to see the differences, and then plus, as you're studying the weight, you're also um, you're being influenced also by the Marseille, which is a good thing. So, so there's that, and, and then uh, every time I teach a class, I also uh, put it. In there, uh, in another page. So anything that I've taught so far is in 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 the site. Uh, and essentially, the uh, the main offering is that you can uh, train to be uh, well to train about related to tarot, uh, but that is filtered through um, Sir Mike Neal under the Indigo door. Then there's uh, the new training that I'm currently doing that it's called the book of uh, tarot and then the third portion all belonging together is how to be a professional tarot reader slash how to be a tarot reader teacher and of course you can charge for the professional re- being a professional reader and of course you can charge to be a to I'll show you how to set up the um your teachings where you 
can then teach people how to be teachers. Now, I know many aren't interested in that, but there's some that, that are, that, that they want the whole package. So by the time the person t- takes three, like in other words, they have to take um, the training in the indigo door, they, they must take um, the book of uh, tarot training, uh, and uh, then then they're permitted, because those other two are just prerequisites, then they're uh, permitted to take uh, how to be a, a, uh, a, a good tarot uh, reader teacher uh, and uh, a, a professional, uh, re- uh, professional reader. Now, of course, it's just not taking the courses. The assignments will say, all right, now uh, the, as a practicum, you will need to read, but then we'll have opportunities because there'll be other students in in one of these uh, classes that you can go to and then you ask well can I read for you so there'll there'll be a platform where you, where you can uh fill the requirements of having x amount of opportunities to read for other people so that you feel more because if you're going to be a professional reader you have to have experience of how to read for other people uh, over a period of time. Uh, You just can't learn something and then the very next day uh, go to some kind of a festival and say, okay, I'm an expert. Well, uh, I don't think so. (laughs) So so that everything that by the time, by the time you get certified, you get a, a, receive a certificate from me, uh, you will have a strong foundation, lots of training, uh, lots of work that the student does. And, and, and if, you don't, if anyone has any doubts about that, you simply just have to ask any person that went through the Krillian Shaman uh, training, uh, and they know, they know that they worked uh, super hard for a, mm-hmm. a, a, a yeah. So, so when they received the, those certificates, uh, and, and no one questions because as as each year went by, the word the word uh, got out that like, well, well, no, you you work, you work in there, and by the time you're finished. You uh, feel that you really have uh, uh, acquired a lots of meaningful skills. So this training within the Global uh, Tarot um, Association is uh, in that vein that that you're going to work, but by the end you will you will feel completely equipped to um, to teach it. And I make sure that I go through at least 45 different approaches to reading the tarot. <laughs> so uh, so if you don't like one, I'm sure you'll like another one, and plus it's really good for those that like to uh, approach the, uh, the tarot in different ways. Uh, they will have lots and lots of approaches to to utilize. So, yeah. There, so there you go. And that's a, an important thing. Um, but it is an important thing. So next week is, our, is the Corellian Illustration, folks, CorellianIllustration.com. Um, and on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, that all those things will be uh, hooked off. And we've got great people out there. Uh, we have uh, people from around the world giving courses. Uh, Rolando is going to be doing a rosary 
there's so much happening. So if you're hearing about it now, that's it. If you're hearing this in the future and the Corellian illustration already happened, don't worry about it. It's on film. We guarantee it will be available for you to see. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Well, that's but but if they happen to be but but if they happen to be listening to it now, uh, is anyone considering plugging it in someplace uh, that there's a link that they can go to, uh, you know, like like Witch School International? No, it's uh, Corellianlustration dot com. Oh, Corellianlustration dot com. Already. Okay. We make it easy. That's- we we try to make it as easy as possible. And the other root page is the Daily Spell slash G C L. Okay. So, well, I I guess I'm mostly thinking about like reminders that would if the, Oh, absolutely. Okay. And yeah, and watch out our Facebook pages and everything else. But I really don't want to dwell on that because you're going to do a great job. But you also have a previous book out, and you've done a really good job with it. The Untraining of a Sea Priestess. Um, and you do sea priestess training. I know we have a number of people who have done sea priestess training, but I guess what is a sea priestess in your terms? Because I'm seeing that term more and more. Oh, nice. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, a sea priestess is a person that's willing to help another find their platform to deliver mm-hmm. their gifts to the world in their way. So once you have a person completely confident or maybe just didn't realize how to approach their own gifts, in fact, some people don't even realize they have uh, gifts because mm-hmm. maybe they were trained uh, trained that way so I uh, the book goes step by step giving lots of activities to help a person identify uh, the hindrances that possibly is hiding their their gifts and normally when you do have a block right behind the block is usually your gift your gifts uh, or skill sitting right there it, it's it's right there so I I help them deal with diminishing their blocks and highlighting their skills and gifts and but then go on it one step further and show them many different ways to utilize how to present their their gifts uh in their way uh mm-hmm. to the world and to let them know that they are indeed important that the gifts that they deliver no one under the sun can deliver only they will contribute what they are supposed to contribute to this world to this great uh world work and if there's no, no one is uh doubting now that there is in fact a a world work happening right now and no one is doubting anymore how important uh, the paganism and uh, you know, metaphysics and and the like uh, that how important we we are and 
and the skills we we have, even if it's just down to something like independent thinking, uh, that to lots of just that skill can help people be pushed forward into a another realm of uh, creativity. And uh, a sea priestess is in many forms and fashions uh, instructing people through their own life or directly teaching that we, everyone, is a creator uh, just like the creator that created us. So we are not just a reflection of who created us, we are who created us. And because we are who created us, then we move on to the next step. Okay, let's say a person says, well, I want love. All right, now, what are you? Once you, become, once you know you are love, love will be much, you'll be much more, it'll be easier for those two vibrations to meet together and then opens up a brand new funnel uh, to start, things starts clicking together and starts working and starts uh, good things come into that person's life. But they have to first, before that thing that they desire to come into their life, they first have to become that thing for that vibration to Go like, oh, okay, I, I recognize that. That that's that's me. All right, and the, and so that connection happens the instant we recognize that we are, we become hyper aware of, of who we are and all those different wonderful things we are. We become that. We we receive who we are. So if a person, let's say a person, constantly is tearing down other people uh, or, or just mean-spirited. Now, now, I, now, I'm not talking about something that, let's say, a, a trouble is brewing and someone needs to step up and go like, you know, like, what's going on here? Like, let's you know, knock it off. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a person that is just every day of their life, they just say such mean-spirited things. I mean, that, well, and then they wonder why, they're having a difficult time for, let's, since we brought up love before, they're wondering why that they don't feel love. Well, <laughs> you know, it's because they, their focus is so locked down and small and inward, it's super difficult. Now they don't, these are exactly the kind of people that I've heard for all my life saying, well, I don't know my gift. I don't have any gift. I don't know my skills. Well, you know, there, there might be a possibility that that maybe uh, you know, someone needs to, uh, I don't know, work a little bit on just dealing with maybe looking at having a different world view and that the world isn't as horrible as 
you think this moment? Uh, are you breathing now? Well, yes. Are uh, are, are you well fed now? Well, yes. Is, is the sun shining beautifully outside, or, or it's a beautiful rainy day? Well, yes. Is is anyone uh, uh, punching you in the face right now? Uh, well, no. Uh, and start going down these lists to just push them into recognizing. Look at where you are this very moment. And everything's wonderful with you. Now, can you say that out of your mouth? And it's it's amazing. Uh, this type of personality really has a difficult time admitting, like, well, I, yeah, I, uh, nothing is happening uh, bad to me. No one has not done. No one's done anything to me. Uh, how long has it been that no one has really done anything wrong with you? Well, okay, maybe it's been really a long time. So it's almost like it, it's there. Uh, security blanket that that they just feel that they need to hold on to that, and uh, and some people will let that security blanket go, and then as you let that security blanket drop, then they see uh, yes there is a whole brand new wonderful world out there that they now they start looking up and out now they start seeing opportunities. Now, opportunities start easily moving into their life and going like, well, gee, wow, this is pretty good. Well, no, it's always been there, and, it, and, the, and the universe always says yes. So the universe always agrees with you. So, the, so just knowing that, yeah, so I, I, I'll just stop right there so you, you, you get the picture. Yeah. So, yeah. So Absolutely. You, you, I mean, you asked me a simple question about, well, what, you know, what is a sea priestess? But then you see how, and that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> you know, so, and that's why yeah. you wrote the book. <laughs> and that book is available through on stephanieleonneal.com. So, absolutely. No, I did. And it was a very good answer. And you brought up some really good points about ideas of negativity and such. Um, and the idea of negativity, the idea of it all. And, um, one thing I, I want to mention is that, so right now, people have pointed out, I mean, literally this is the scientific answer, and it's very interesting because it ties into last year's illustration, some of the oracles, and some of the predictions people have made, but the vibration of the earth has actually slowed down uh, yeah. through the earth. I mean, like the number of semographs that are going off, um, the amount of tra- trains, the vibration. So it's not the earth has stopped shaking so much as Human vibration um, has slowed down. Yes. And that we're starting to see with the lack of human activity, not only have oil and gas prices dropped dramatically um, that we've seen that, but we also see um, the idea of basically that the earth is healing as well. You know, yes. can you talk to that? I mean, you talk about what's all the negative of the quarantine, but I've seen that in miracle, And most people don't realize we're like two weeks away. Um, today is what? It, it's uh, the 22nd. is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. Hmm. Hmm. And, and, and just notice how how quickly uh, the Earth is healing itself at breakneck speed. I've noticed that people are noticing uh, those areas in the world where it was overly polluted. And now they're seeing bright blue skies uh, that just all of the, all of this that no one would ever um, imagine it would take this this short of a time 
to start um, healing itself. And I guess the main point, even though you've brought up really good points already, is that what I had said to um, a group of people a few nights ago uh, in their virtual festival is that look what humanity coming together, what changes uh, we are making together. So thinking about that, what kind of changes can the masses do next if we deliberately gather and decide what we want to do together as a human race? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty amazing, um, the idea of it all. I mean, how fast it's moving and everything else. It kind of makes lie. It makes lie. So – I think ultimately it tells the pagan story. I think the pagan story has been for decades now, even before, long before I entered the scene. I mean, when I was born, because in part of the world has been dying since I was born. Um, mm-hmm. More than that, but I mean, and that pace has picked up all my life. Every year I've lived, there are more less species on the planet. Yeah. It's just truth. It's a reality. And there's never been a moment where I have not been living as part of a larger extinction event. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's an absolute truth. And yeah. now, for the first time in my entire life, we've seen I've seen areas get cleaned up. We saw Love Canal. We saw a lot of people get cleaned up. But I've never seen a pause like this. Mm-hmm. Even when we had nine eleven, it was just for for a couple of days, and it was just transport. They didn't let us fly anywhere in the country. And, oh, we moaned about that. Oh, we didn't have any clue what was about to happen. Um, but we did. We cried. We couldn't go anywhere. We were like, they didn't. They shut down trains and they shut down planes for just a couple of days. Hmm? Right. And we we complained about that. And I tell and I say all the time, we're we're kind of spoiled. Uh, we are. Right. But now yeah. we've seen this yeah. sort of element. But it's come at a dramatic economic cost. Thing people say is that people are going to lose their jobs out of this and everything else. But the benefits of it. So I think that people are going to get a reassessment. I think we're going to bounce back pretty fast. I think we are. But, you know, but I think as a community, I think it's shown us a lot of really great strengths. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's shown us some great strengths. And one of the strengths we're coming out of it is that we're building a new platform to kind of get our message across. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've always done. But I'm, I'm, I'm a, there's moments where we have to take and, and actually do the change. And this will be – like our sixth, for me, like sixth or seventh really kind of major shift. I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. But um, let's go ahead and talk about something a little different. So we are talking about how the world heals. Mm-hmm. But you've also been talking about, so you lead the world walkers of the mm-hmm. Korean tradition. Yes. And the world walkers is a very unusual group, even inside the pagan world, even inside the spiritual world, inside the communities of faith. World walkers, and 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 Lady Stephanie walks and is is a member of what we would call the. Um, she wouldn't sense herself, but what we would call the highest levels of religious life. She is the head of a tradition that's globally recognized through the Parliament of World Religions and other aspects. Who has members all over the world. So in a lot of ways, she's as, you know she is what she you know at top of that game. And she's very, very modest. 
but can you? But I think this is even the most unusual thing you do. It's called the World's Walker. You do World Walker training. Can you talk to us about the World Walkers? Well, I do. I do do a lot of things unusual. But back to the World Walkers. I'm just kidding. That uh, World Walkers is at uh, its deepest core. We uh, are conscious incarnates. Uh, we are able to work on the astral plane, in the astral plane, and work here on this physical plane and still work on the astral plane. So it really doesn't matter because we recognize that both here's are here. <laughs> so, so, so there's that lots of work and uh, training people uh, related to well, well, there's lots and lots of subjects uh, under the title of, of work walking, dealing with uh, uh, time magic, uh, dream magic, uh, but always it's about uh, helping people recognize that there is, in fact, a, a evolutionary leap happening this very moment and we as Krillians are in fact at the very center of that we work on that uh, almost every day and doing uh, as uh, as warriors in some sense uh, trying to uh, recognize who is is the real enemy to stop the masses from taking their rightful places, the kinds of vibrations that have thought that they were going to stop this next evolutionary work to take place, which which they're not. And then a large part uh, portion of the time is working with the newly dead and with the you know, going to pat, going past the veil working with the newly dead. And but I wanted to say a little bit about the uh the newly dead. Uh though see uh, you decide well not you I mean yeah you too but everybody ha- chose to be here at this particular time because in other words we were awarded to be here at this particular time. That God has recognized and and said, yes, yes, and us, we collectively agreed together with Source that we want to be here because if we were not supposed to be here, we would not be here because that all ultimately is our choice. So here we are. We're here together through this, what we're all going through. Now, some of us are world walkers, and so we work with the newly dead. Now, you think, so that's why you don't want to ever want to say, well, if it's that wonderful over there, then I'd rather, rather be over there. No, you have a work here, and uh, that is the most important thing. But those people that indeed have been passing over to this side, into this, uh, new, the new, where the newly dead is, I just want you to uh Describe the first few moments of them passing. And no, every everyone is not exactly the same, but I think this might help someone out there uh, listening to this. And I, and it's this. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally I see someone just before 
they pass. Like sometimes it might be a minute, sometimes it might be 15 seconds, but it's just before. So then they pass. Then they see me as what they expect to see. So I may be a god or a goddess, or I may be a river or a mountain, whatever they expect to see. And then I, or, or sometimes they, they just see me as me. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they, they don't have anything special. Okay, fine. And, and, but then they, uh, I reassure them, and though I don't use words, it's just through you know, mind to mind, consciousness to consciousness, that, that within a few seconds uh, they're going to see their ancestors and every single person that they have loved. And then I usually say through our minds, every moment you loved was all for you. And this is all for you. And sometimes the, uh, the ancestors uh, make themselves known pretty quickly and sometimes not. Okay, then the next second, at least I, how I sense it uh, and see it, is I see this large field, uh, kind of like a little bit you could tell that they go over into, they're walking across, but then they're not walking. It's like one moment they're, they're, they're close to me, and then the next minute they're just about to go over the hill. And, uh, and I've never even asked uh, the source, can I go over the hill and just see what, what's going on there? But I, that just dawned on me a few days ago why I haven't asked. But anyway, so as they go over the hill, all of a sudden – a immense, giant, bright, f- flashing, the most beautiful colored light. That I, don't, I can't even describe the colors. I, I don't think the colors are here. But it's such the, the most immense, beautiful light. Uh, it, it's almost like, like, poof, like, a, like a flash, a flash of beautiful light. As soon as they go over, I see this. The whole sky lights up. Uh, all at once, and then then it goes away, and then you feel from that light, say, feeling maybe not saying feeling such incredible love, and, and love is uh, that word seems pitiful uh, that what what is expressed and placed upon that beautiful being that just walked over to uh, pass this uh, o- over uh, over this hill. Like I said, I d- really don't know if it's what's over there. So that so I so I and and it seems like there's a a immense chorus someplace singing uh, uh, singing songs and the music and and just uh, and lots of birds and. Uh, listening to Earth herself, uh, because she sounds like uh, a bunch of birds too, by the way, and, and just just this almost like this celebration of, uh, uh, and, and that you almost says like we are so so happy that that you are are uh, here. Uh, it, it just it, it's it's almost like it's too much. For any one person to take in to recognize everything that's happening, uh, but it's a 
wonderful experience. And that's, that's, a, and that's, that's also what? Go ahead, finish, please. Oh, and that also include, uh, includes uh, animals, uh, trees, everything, everything. So, yeah. So these people that have the, these, this horrible virus now and you feel you're on your last legs, that you really know you're on your last legs because the doctor told you, uh, you know, that, so that's why I want to make it real clear. I don't want anyone going sooner than they're supposed to because you have work here, uh, that just know you, uh, you will love it. You will be perfectly more than perfectly fine. Ugh. Yeah. Hello? Did I le- lose people? I think I think I just lost Ed. Okay, see what happens when I start talking about world walkers? This is not the first time this has happened. All right, well, I, let me then close out for now and just want to let you know that you are so blessed beyond measure and I so appreciate everyone uh, that's helping out in this this trying time. Oh, but wait a minute. Hello? Wow, that just was so weird. That's because I was talking about world walkers. That almost always happens. Something happens, and I was just about to close out, but good thing now you're here. Yay. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> No, um, it threw me off the air. It wouldn't let me back in until until you were done. Um, no, I'm saying what you were saying is very beautiful. It was a very beautiful thing that you were saying. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, so um, so one last thing. I think so you've been doing, we talked about your tarot. We talked about the world walkers, which we're not going to do. Um, can you do so much? So let me offer one more thing that I think you've been doing. And I guess we still have to get this month in, but it's Elder radio teachings and you were doing it along with Chancellor Don Lewis, me and yourself, we've been going into doing these idea of elder talks and they've been pretty popular and I'm really pleased with them. Um, oh gosh, yes. That has been so much fun working with both of you as a, a collaboration. And see, the fun part about it is that uh, a subject is decided and and we try to keep it as wide and general as possible so that all three of us can approach it in any way we want. And, and what, I, what I find amazing is that even those times that one might seem like the other is disagreeing because after I – in other words, and then we don't tell each other. That, that's the cool part about it. We don't let our, each other know uh, what we're going to talk about re- inside that subject. So when I go back and listen to the others, at times it seems like there's a disagreement, but as I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm going, oh, well, but 
but I agree with that too. But so it's amazing that you may have an opinion about something, then you listen to someone else's opinion or view about that, then you, you then you can't help but say, well, yes, uh, that's true too. So I think that's exciting to know that you can listen to three different opinions and uh, and enjoy and agree with all three of them. <laughs> Oh sure, and in, in components too. It doesn't mean that you agree with everything all the time, um, right? And I think that's been really a lot of fun, and and that got us back to doing more podcasting, which you've got now. All your lessons are getting on there too, um, and so now I think we're going to start seeing us move into. I think we're going to move much more into the video world. We're going to do more webinars. So I'm very excited about the technology that's coming. Um, yes. Next week's illustration, we're going to try something very experimental. A virtual drum circle on Friday and Saturday night. Nice. And I did, so a drum circle is not only be global in nature. So our illustration ritual itself, I found out today, has 36 participants. Oh, that's, it's a, yeah. that's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be it's, it's daunting for me. Uh, and we're all going to be in it. And not only are we going to be 36 participants, and they're not going to be on the same space, but in fact, they're going to be on different continents. We actually have somebody, at least one individual, on each continent but Antarctica. We have Venezuela, we have South Africa, we have Philippines, we have Europe, and United States, and on, even on the North America, we're going to have Canada as well, and I think Mexico as well. So, you know, we've got this sort of global group of people are going to come together in this sort of technological miracle of illustration. Sunday, April 19th, at 12 noon, um, minus GMT, I think is not four hours. Um, I think it's noon GMT time, but it's uh, Eastern time noon is where we're going to have that ritual on April 19th. Um, and the night before of it, we're going we're gonna to do drum circles where everybody can come pound on their drums while on camera and join everybody else. And so we're going to see how much of the beginning of our virtual transformation of festivals into an online festival. And uh, we're helping other festivals as well, but this is our first experimentation with it. It's going to be pretty amazing. Oh, that's great that other festivals are getting your, receiving your expertise because you have done this for so long. And they, I'm sure, have lots of experience too, but you have a unique uh, approach to almost anything so that if they're getting uh, your help, then they are fortunate. That's very kind of you to say. Um, I'm very fortunate in that I have the resources of the Corellian tradition and the Corellian education ministry and, and the trust of other people around me to begin building a new platform which will allow us not just to do this festival illustration, but we're going to be helping out with the, the three, three Gates gathering and Pagan Unity Festival at last week into March, or May, May, not March. I'm not traveling backward in time at this point. I'm done with March. It's really April. Um, and I think we did, um, but even earlier in March, last week in March, we did it by audio. We did the um, Mystical Minds Convention uh, three nights in a row on Pagan Tonight Radio. So, and and Monday through Thursday, at least three times a week, two, three times a week, me and um, Neil Goodman, a longtime merchant and festival goer, 
have been giving Cecil reports at uh, 1 o'clock Midwest time, 2 o'clock Eastern time on blogtalkradio.com's Pagan World, an extension of Pagan Tonight Radio. We'll be doing that as well. Fantastic. Uh, And so so we've been reaching out and talking. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're practicing what this tradition has always practiced, and other traditions too. I mean, really, uh, that. But now it's maybe even even more in practical terms that one person or one group is saying, "All right, I need to sell my my products," and I used to sell them in this way, or I have a teachings that I would usually perform inside a festival, and now I don't have a home. Well, Ed Hubbard, uh, Ed Corral, I know you referred to both either Hubbard or Corral, well, Ed, just contact Ed, and he will get you set up. Like, really, like, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, edthepagan at gmail.com or edthepagan anywhere. Um, So for people asking, so let me offer an insight to our own people. The difference between Sir Ed Carell is when I'm referring to us inside our tradition. It is very much a name that I am adopting for the tradition. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason why I do it is not to protect the tradition or protect my main name from the tradition or my life from the tradition. It's more to protect the tradition from my often controversial life as Ed Hubbard. Um, well, it's true. Last year I was in a fight with my city government. Still am, but I mean, I was in a big, major fight with my city government. Um, I get, I get, I'm a pretty much a rabble rouser at times. I can be, I can, I have opinions, and 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 so that when I work inside our tradition, I want to be more respectful of, especially as first elder, I want to be respectful of our tradition, while never really closing my mouth or anything else. So so if people but you go know that but, but there's but but there's some people that are pioneers that move to the front and they need to be a little more pointed because of the kind of work that they're basically uh pushing and uh for something to expand or to pull something in brand new. And uh, many times that's the kind of personality that's needed to push in the front. So you have always been on the front lines, and uh, and you know when there's a time that there needs to be um, a um, – well, I don't know if fight's a good, uh, a right, the right word, but but a time to stand up uh, for what is right, y- you do it. Well, I think fight is a good term for it. I do. I, there are times okay. that I fight. Okay. Um, I always tell people, if you want to be in the forefront or if you want to be a leader, right. you better find out if you can take a punch in the face. Everybody thinks they're a leader until they get punched in the face. Everybody thinks they're a fighter until they get punched in the face. But when they get punched in the face, theoretically, rhetorically, or in actuality, you find out if you really have anything to stand up to. Right. Um, And for me, getting punched in the face, I mean, I was so happy to go on the road. And then all of a sudden, like a lot of the merchants, a lot of festivals, a lot of people, we got all punched in the face. I mean, literally, uh, for, for people. 
a lot of people they've lost their entire in- ability to make an income. Um, so, and the community is going to go through some really interesting transformations, some hard times. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm seeing our community, and I'm. And let me go ahead, and I'm offering this to the paladins and everything else. So, I think I want to do one more thing. We did it last week, and actually, this has been such a great show. Um, but we've been talking about finally which school is is done. You have over. You've been part of the team. You've been to all these meetings. You've watched this team that you've inspired at the very least and helped lead to finish what school and which school rebuild is finally done. I Isn't know. I, and if people doesn't understand done, Ed doesn't mean like done, done like at the end of which school. He means done that that the the brand new site is completed. That's correct. <laughs> Just trying to like, clarify there a little bit, because <laughs> at first it's, when you said done, I'm I'm going like, oh my gosh, it's done. Like what? Like, uh, no one told me, right? Okay, so that's what Ed means that that uh, he uh, w- with his excitement, uh, that but it's complete. Yeah, that we've completed the next phase of making sure that this stays on for a lifetime. Yes, we've, yes, we've yes, done yes. the adaptation that's going to take us from saving yes. the site. You know, we saw this year a lot of the old. Uh, and very much the same time of us um, constructions, such as Witch Fox and Pantheacon, which, you know, we kind of shared some history with, you know, crumble away. And instead of us crumbling away, we took on a $30,000 project of revamping and rebuilding the school. And, and everybody goes, wow, that's a lot of money. He goes, no, 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 that wasn't a lot of money. What was real expense was a number of volunteers and and literally the man hours put behind us. The, oh, um, gosh. Gosh, yes. I mean, and yet that is just valuable beyond anything else. That's almost priceless. I mean, we can actually measure the hours into thousands of hours spent to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, and so I have to bring up uh, Lady Lori Denman. The mm-hmm. She... She's amazing, absolutely amazing, and still to this day, she can put in some serious hours, and and just you know she doesn't even expect anything in return, like not even a thank you. Though we do try to we make sure we thank her, but but she she just does it just from a pure heart that she just she she doesn't expect anything back. It's just that she loves witch schools so much that it really brings her joy to work so hard. And just a an amazing, amazing woman. And then there's a, a, a Reverend Lori B., uh, Blackman, that same with her. Uh, she is now uh, really working closely with uh, Lori Denman, uh, dealing with the editing, and that's a, a huge job all into itself, too, and doing a beautiful, beautiful job. So, yeah, I, and that's only two people that have uh, just, just amazing, just amazing. And just something just under that, um, our chancellor, uh, Don Lewis, he also has spent many, 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 many hours doing editing and, and going back over the material himself. And oh, he's see, been doing and, a lot and, of 
oh, he, and I didn't mean to overlook him, but but it's like to me in my head, I just always assume. It's, I guess I know, and I've seen him, the kind of work oh, yeah. he puts in. In fact, even the work he puts in um, running, like, I know we both run the tradition together, but I have oh, seen sure. the the kind of of hours upon hours working on huge projects that might not come out for like six months later. And while uh, running the tradition, uh, it, it's, um, I guess, it's I'm I'm just used to it. I, that's why I didn't even bring it up because it's like, well, that's that's what uh, Lord Don does every day, nice. and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but, but in a sense, I I apologize if Don's listening to this uh, in the future. Sorry, Don, that I didn't uh, mention you. Well, no, I, I, I don't think. <laughs> and like every one of those individuals you've spoken yourself, you've been at the meetings, and you know, there's been you know, we've had Michael Farrell, which is another individual who's helped. Um, there's a lot of people more we can thank. And probably at some point here in the near future, we're going to do a big thank you a letter to everybody, including the programmers who really have given us great performance. At, you know, for for what we spent, they've given us a great performance. They've done a really good job. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you know, when you were talking about, about, some people say that this is this costs a lot of money. I don't think people realize that it's just not a simple site. And you could probably go into more detail about that, but it's not just like oh, they just click on and they and the site just does one thing. No, it's so incredibly multifaceted, and there there's mentors that uh, that they do things and they go to certain pages behind the scene to take care of their students on all kinds of levels, and then there's administration, that they have all kinds of um, things that they have to deal with at that, in that point, and then there's the, the front, the front of, the, um, of the site where there's a colossal library, just the library itself. If any, if it's, it's worth joining Wichco just to be, be able to uh, reach that library. Period, and oh. then all all the classes. Well, yeah, so I can go on and on. So it's just not a simple site, and that's why it was that price. And and that was all fundraised, and that was raised both through memberships and through personal fundraising. Um, and nobody in the entire staff is volunteer, um, right. and it's a volunteer staff that runs it. So. All of that was just for the basic uh, programming. So I found that amazing and, and, you know, that sort of thing. And and we're continuing on. So people ask us why we charge for memberships. Well, that's in order to pay for this. And a very small number of um, uh, people really help keep it going. And it's a growing number. So you can take 35 classes for free. Um, so go on on there. You can take a, get access to a tremendous community. And if you want something a little bit more, you know, it's like $20 a month, which is – you know, if you take one class at a metaphysical store or a lot of these webinars on it, I mean, you're getting access to over 150 classes, 135, 150 classes. But, yeah, Witchville has served over 280,000 people since it began in 2001 and has over 12,000 pages of material. And that's not even including the link to files and things like that. And that's not including the Daily Spell. And that's not including Taking the Night, which you fund. It's not including Magic TV. Hmm? Right. Yes. But yeah, 
Pagans Tonight, which has been on the air for over 10 years, is at 3,200 shows. We have almost 6,000 hours of programming on this. Um, Magic TV has over 4,000 videos. Pagans Tonight has like 100 gigabytes of photos and blogs and communications. All right. It's a good site. It's tremendously large. It's a tremendously large community that allows for real interaction across the board. And the best feature of this witch school that I love so much, so everything, oh, it's in English. No, no, no. Look for the flag. On the corner, there's a flag. And we've tested this. And we can get it, the site automatically, I love this, transforms into almost 100 different languages. Yes. And I've, we've had speakers of the native language says the translations are generally pretty good. Hmm? Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, so Witch School itself translates itself through the power of the Internet now into lots and lots of languages. Right. Uh, and, and we do our regular hand translations, and we're always improving what we can do. But that's a really – that was a new kind of – a new feature that was kind of amazing. Hmm? Right, right. And so that's and, really and, cool, and, too. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, when it was maybe 10 years ago when that was going on a little a little bit, that when people would try to set, uh, copy which school to set up a school for themselves, which they're, they're allowed to, they're allowed to have their own school, but they would virtually copy everything we did, except for one thing, they didn't know enough about the school on how deep and wide and all the offerings that they they just saw the surface of it if you're just in there just for a little bit that's all you see because you're just in there just you just see the the front side of it but the more you're in it then you start seeing oh and and there's this and then there's this and then there's this and on and on and on and so they uh would just have the surface they and never knowing that there was so much more that was being offered. Uh, so, you know, I, I, but that, I don't know how all And those, so the uh, most those, yeah. important thing, I think, so I think the most important thing that it offers is community. I think yes. the most valuable training it offers is the Corellian clergy process in the internationally recognized project and under a legal uh, under a legal seminary, where uh, in the sense of that, that which school has now become a legal seminary, is recognized by uh, the United States government, as in by and in other countries as well. There are clergy. Once you go through our clergy process, you can become recognized by the Karelian tradition to be legal clergy with all the functions of any clergy in the world. I mean, that's I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Through our mentoring program, which is a highly trained mentoring system. Um, they can go on and get that. And our clergy is recognized, and we worked really hard at this, I mean, decades at this, 25 years or more, to have our clergy mm-hmm. recognized on a worldwide level. I mean, we're yeah. really, well, what do you mean recognized? I mean, like a Catholic priest or a Buddhist monk or, you know, um, you know or an imam, and, you know, kind of a religious leader, you know, and, and, and any sort of title you would use or any other tradition to represent their religious organization, we too are, are capable of doing it for our own Corellian Wiccan faith. And we help other people who want to get it in other faiths as well. 
So it's an amazing and ju- space. And, and just returning what what you returning back to what you said earlier, and and one of the huge proofs in that that we are truly accepted. Of course, of course, like you say, we we are uh, legally approved by the federal federal government. But just about the Parliament of World Religions, uh, they and because of you uh, that you you push that. But as of the last time we were all there together, it was made super clear that, in fact, uh, the Krillian tradition is, in fact, uh, recognized and uh, very much uh, in good standing of the Parliament of the World Religions. I mean, that is so cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. You know, and we had a more recent victory. I mean, that's a big one, and that one's probably far more important. But everybody's talking about the Pagan Credit Union, and they needed an, an, uh, they needed to know that somebody was interested. They needed someone to write a letter to show interest, not to commit to it, not to do anything else, but allow them, the group, to actually say, yes, there's an audience out there we think we can sell this to. Just endorsing the idea, not the endorsement of it, but just saying, we're interested enough to the federal government. And we had to send in our numbers, and um, I won't go into it, but they did a great job, Lawrence Lyon and his whole team. Um, we're able then to move on, and now they're in the next process of trying to set up the credit union, but they couldn't move forward until we were able, and we were able to finally make a decision to help them, and they were able to move forward. And the credit union people go, oh, the Fairland Traditions back to you? Boom, here's your next step. Go do it. Yes. Yes, yes. And it was like that, that, that we were able to help that outside project. Hmm? Yes. That was amazing, too. Good point. Mm-hmm. And it was not nice we, to know that we helped them out. We helped them, and, that, and that's a good feeling that we were able to help them uh, move to the next step. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, and we were able to capable of doing so. So people, when, so when people are asking, you know, where we're heading for, um, everybody's always asking me. So, you know, are we going to build physical temples? And people are doing that. Individual temples have to do so. But I think the Corellian tradition, Corellian education ministry, and all its structures, I think, I think we're really committed to the cyber world, cyberspace. Just as yes. we've been, I think that we are much more committed to to reaching out and continuing to deal with it um we've been talking about so we're we're supposed to get physical they're calling it social distance but it's really physical distance from each other but when they talk about social distance i've been trying to make this point i'm having a really rough time explaining to people but we've always been a social we've always seen social distance as something that's between people space between people but at a distance, I mean, and something we see as an obstacle that, or uh, a distance we always want to have. And so it's very interesting hearing them use it for a different term. But for the same phenomena of being isolated people, we've always dealt with isolated people. I mean, your own story and everybody else's story is that we were able to bring people from diverse backgrounds, from diverse areas, and start to make them feel more like a community all through the Internet, through cyberspace. Yes. I've always been impressed with that. Hmm? Yes. 
And and but only but the oh, there's tons of reasons why we love this idea and have lived this idea. And now, like you said earlier, and you can see that it's even going to expand exponentially, uh, way more uh, now. Now, so mm-hmm. do you want to explain that? What you mean by that? I mean, obviously. So. So everybody has to realize that there's two concepts in it. There's the first concept that everything has to go from zero to one, from a no to a yes. Hmm. For prior to Witch School, there was no real online training. So we had to go from a zero to a one, period. You know, we had to do that. With Pagan Tonight Radio, no one was really doing a lot of podcasting, much less a seven-day-a-week one that we did for a long time, 10 years. And now this space has gotten crowded. We see that it's not as effective, so we're not doing it. But the moment was we had to go from zero, no seven-day-a-week shows, no continuous teams, to one, to having that. Mm-hmm. Magic TV. Nobody's really broadcasting videos on the Internet. We actually built our own system until we joined YouTube very early on. So we went from zero to one. Mm-hmm. Um, with, this, with our system that we're working with Zoom and being able to do online platforms, we're going from having zero online festivals to one. So so it's really important to figure out what it is that you want to do and somehow transform it from a no to a yes. Hmm. And we don't work with people who say no. If you say, oh, you can't build that, okay, you can't. We can, but if you say no, you don't want to be a part of it, we don't want to, you know, okay, great. So I'm always looking for yeses. Hmm? Right, right. I'm always looking for ones. But once right. you get a one, once you get a one, the more ones you get, then they start connecting, and you add them up, and they become greater than the whole. Synergy. Just as magic is always a synergy between the practitioner and the universe to create more energy than either one could do by themselves. Yes. That's what magic is. Yes. So, too, the Internet is. So, we have, I have the team of paladins. I have so many people working with me um, to build a, this platform very quickly. But this platform, so next week, we will have the ability to, to, to not only have workshops with as many as 300 people in it, not only will we have a webinar which will allow for 100 uh, ritual, which will allow up to 36 people to participate, but literally 10,000 people to watch, it will also be broadcast into different platforms to allow us a global audience. For all practical purposes, what has been out of our range, we'll have basically an online television station. Wow. You know, that will be able to broadcast throughout the various things. That's what we're talking about. And it happens so quickly. At one point, it seems like it's slow and natural. I mean, hey, you know, we've been doing the Internet. We've been doing all of this stuff. But there's these moments that I catch, and I love catching them, where we go from – Nothing to being Facebook stars. You know, we went from nothing to suddenly being fairly popular on Facebook. It happened right. very quickly, and it had right. to happen quickly. Now, we're doing TikTok. If you don't know who TikTok is, check it out. Tons of baby witches. And now we're going to build a platform that's not only going to be useful for us, but we're going to create it in such a way that it's going to be useful to others. And suddenly, we're going to be able to do, within a couple of weeks, We'll be able to do classes every night. We can do classes 24 hours a day 
if we can find the people and the volunteers to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what exponential means. We can transform and be involved with more people very, very quickly. And the cost, there's a cost to it. And we're not going to kid you. It's not cheap to do this. No. At some levels, it's very cheap in the sense of compared to the millions of dollars I would have had to pay to build this eight, 10 years ago or literally the tens of thousands of dollars we paid to build studios and try to build on YouTube until we came there. So this is cheap compared to that. I mean, brutally cheap. So more expensive right. than most traditions can pay. We understand that. We, we're going to help others because we can, we've got this capability. But, my God, we can hold you know, many meetings a day or many workshops a day for 24 hours a day if we choose to. That's spectacular. We don't even know what that means. I mean, even Pegasus Tonight Radio, we were limited to two, three hours a day. To have a chance to do video 24 hours a day, continuously, live, I don't even know how – I have yet to process what that really means. Hmm? Right. But But if there's any listeners out there that is a teacher – or uh, is ahead of a tradition, or like on and on and on, uh, that you mm-hmm. think you can be interested in this, then contact uh, Sir Ed, and uh, that maybe you can have a part of this to take. Uh, I don't know how Ed, how you are going to set that up with other people, but I know you talked before that you would be excited about other people coming in and. And uh, you know, taking a little portion of it for their own, their, their own teachings, or, or what, whatever kind of show that they want. They they may be an entertainer in many different uh, ways. Uh, and it's that, still the that, same. Yeah, and it's the same attitude we had at Magic TV. You know, it yeah. could have been very easy for us to focus just on the Corellian tradition, but we never did that. We interviewed. No. Everybody, we have literally hundreds of interviews with people from across the community. Right. It would have been very easy to make Pagans Tonight, Corellian Tonight. Really easy. Right. It could have been very selfish. We could have done that. And so we called it right. Pagans Tonight, and we had, and, and it adds to the diversity. We had people from all sorts of traditions and all sorts of people. We literally had hundreds of different hosts for Pagans Tonight over the years, including the great Selena Fox, Oberon Zell, yourself, Mike Neal. Don Lewis, uh, more hours of me than you want to speak about. Um, Jason yes. Mankey, mm-hmm. Laura Gonzalez yes. has gone on to do it. Oh, so and we never required. So in this, it's the same thing. If yeah. you really are somebody who wants to make an expansion, it's easier and more synergetic to do it together. Otherwise, I know there's going to be people who are going to do it on their own. And I really am going to hear people two, three, four years from now going, Ed, should I really be doing this? And like, you're not doing it now? You haven't done this? And they go, like, yeah, I should have started this a lot sooner. So this is your wake-up call, people. If you're not doing it with us, cool, I get that. If you want to do it with us, even better. We can really help you. We can help teach you. Um, mm-hmm. We're not selfish on that. And I'm not selfish as you guys do it on your own. There's so much audience. Um, but if you're not doing it, if you're not really looking at this next expansion of the internet and you're a teacher 
and you're a producer of content and you want to be really working in the community, not to be super popular, just even find your niche. I always tell these people, people go, oh, my Facebook, YouTube, it only gets 100 people, or my my radio show only gets 100 people. People go to festivals, and they're lucky if they get 20 people in their audience. If you get 100 people in a room, mm-hmm. you'd be thrilled. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, exactly. So, But I only get 100 people on YouTube. Why is that less than 100 people in your room? And mm-hmm. I guess that's – so. If you say, well, I can only reach 10 or 12 people on my thing, come join us. We can guarantee you get more than 10 or 12 people in the row. Oh, gosh, um, yes. But you see what I'm saying? So people, what they're not willing, what they're willing to accept on a physicality or in a person level, they disdain on the cyber level. And it comes down to this. I will tell you, everybody um, praises the past. They put it on a pedestal. They think of it so good. They don't pay attention to the now, and they demonize the future. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is what was about to happen. Zoom and some of these other services that we're using are going to change the way that we look at the community. And I think it's going to be as big a change, if not bigger, than every one of the other changes we've had. They mm-hmm. do. Absolutely. Because these people have to ask themselves, because we did, that ha- – we know the information is going to make a better world. So we want to make sure it can reach as many, as many people as possible and mm-hmm. that you can reach more people this way than seeing, uh, having them in person. If you go into, and you're lucky if you get 100 people physically, not to say to stop doing that, but just recognizing is it about the information that you want to get out there? To me, the answer is yes. It's about the information getting out there. So that's why I choose, on the most part, to do, uh, it's, it's about virtual. It's about Zoom. It's about uh, all the, the platforms that, uh, that's been set up in the past related to, uh, well, getting the so- word out. So, and I'm going to do a class on this at the illustration. Um, but the one thing I think people don't understand, and if they get past this, is that the gatekeepers are gone. Hmm. I now go yeah. directly to the marketplace. I go straight to my audience. Which school doesn't go through, you know, the bookstores anymore? It doesn't go through a television studio. It doesn't go through anyone who can make a judgment on us. We don't have to wait for the newspapers to talk to us. We don't have to wait and, and you know, wait until somebody else recognizes us. Right. You and I grew up in a world where print, television, and radio were the predominant ways to communicate, and you had to get yeah. somebody's permission. Yes. Um, if you had to produce a song, you needed to get a record label, and then that record label had to get permission of the radio stations to play, have them play it in order to be able to really sell music. And and if you were lucky, if you were lucky, yeah. Yeah. You had to be lucky. You had to go through the gatekeepers. Now, if you make a song, the next day you can put it up on YouTube, Spotify, and a bunch of other areas, and the market can get it to it. Now, is it any good or not is a different story. Talent wins out. And we've had really great talent, but the gatekeeper's gone. Yes, yes. And that's one of the things I think we I'm really appreciative of. Yes. Yes. So 
So let's go ahead and do this last little piece I think is important. I I have um I got a one okay, so I've got this question that came in. Um it's an unusual one. Hmm? If I want to be it says I want to be so here it is. It's from I cannot pronounce that name. Uh Eliana? Okay, that's good. Eliana says I want to become a high priestess and have my own coven. What do you mm-hmm. recommend the best way to get that? Hmm? Uh, you enter on the process of learning with an open, humble heart and join witch school. There you go, folks. That's a great answer. Um, and there you go. That's from uh, Dan. So you've heard us today. We've talked about the Global Tarot Association. Buy the book coming out May 8th. And you can get, find it at stephanieleonneal.com. Um, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-L-E-O-N-N-E-A-L.com. And you can find her out any, almost anywhere. And if you really are interested in becoming a professional tarot card reader, um, I think so. And if you can really learn it, I know I tell you, I can tell you where to start teaching. I mean, if you really want to work in October, I have an inroad. I, I, I can tell you where you can work for trying to make out, you know, give yourself a real test to work out the psychic fairs up there. Um, oh. I've done it last year. It's good. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So, the, you know, there's real application to that. I think that, I think tarot readers are going to come in style again. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also the author of On Taming Sea Priestess. You can come to the Doors Project, you've heard so much. So let's go to stephanieleonneal.com, and she can help you out. So I'm going to leave you with the last word, I think, here. Anything that you were thinking of? Any the last things you want to say? I guess uh, as we're living through these times, everybody just will, will be fine at the other side of this. We really will hang in there and just know the goddess is uplifting you in every way, even times we may not feel her. She, She's here. She's here. And with that, folks, come back for another great show. Next week, and next week we're going to do Phil Farber, and we're going to do so much more. Thank you, and uh, blessed be. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight.